This episode is brought to you by Logos Online. To find out more, please visit LogosOnlineSchool.com. Cross-Politic begins in 3, 2, 1. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to His Lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Northern Idaho greets you. Hey. We got um, uh, Brian Kilmead coming hey. up on the show. Yeah, show yeah, make sure you show the book. You just robbed me of my book. Fox and Friends. Brian Kilmead coming up on the show. Yeah, I think he's um, got yours. All right, you guys. Thief. You guys remember last week? I, yeah, put yours over there. If you guys remember last week, we talked about code word for Toby. Yeah. We yeah. talked about a code word for Gabe. Yeah, Toby was anybody who has like piercings um, and weird hair. So Gabe we, is the kid that acts bad. That's got, that's got right. trouble. Well, we, we got a listener uh-uh. that had a, a good suggestion here. Uh, oh, yeah. Hi, this is Spencer Ripple from Taylor, Texas. I don't like you already, Thank Spencer. Thank you for your podcast. Hey, I know you, Spencer. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to share a little story. Um, the other day I was telling my wife how I was convicted and encouraged by your January 7th episode, um, where you're encouraging men to serve their families better. Ah, uh, yes. And so today, um, I was listening to your non Peterson episode. <laughs> and my wife sorry. was listening with We're me. We're sorry. And, um, so we finished listening to it and I come in from work this evening and I'm holding our, uh, little baby and my wife comes to take the baby and says, I've got to change her diaper unless you want to. And I said, Oh no, no, I don't want to. And she said, um, <laughs> she said, Oh, I guess you're not feeling so Knox right now. Huh? <laughs> yes. So I thought that yes. was a really good one. Yes. Just wanted to share it with you guys. Yes. Thanks. There or we he, go. Or, or he is there we feeling go. really Knox right now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> pretty, uh, there we go. So I'll, now I'll we have a word for Knox. Now we have oh, a, a definition. Man. He did some Knox. How, yeah, he, he did some Knox up in he here. He knocked on me. Listen, he's been Knoxing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, praise God. So, hey, real quick before we get into it, we got to talk a little bit about Logos Online. Line, real quick, we guys. Did guys, you we, share this yet? That's oh, make sure you share this. Okay, okay, all right. Did you share? That's right. You know, one of the things that people don't understand is that social media itself is against Christendom. They don't like us, they, right? The, they oh, choke us. They, oh, choke, us. they, 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 they choke out like, the Christian thought. Like, Twitter yeah. and Facebook they're, and they're, YouTube. They want to suppress. It. If you have abortion in your tagline now, they suppress that. Wow. Pro-life, they're suppressing that. Because so, they, they got a worldview they believe in. And they don't want our worldview. They're, they're taking dominion. They know wow. our worldview. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And they and know so, our worldview is powerful. so we got to push back. And this is the way you push back. Join the revival. The revolt. Share. The revolt. I'll take that too. The rebellion. I like the revival. It's all the same thing. Yeah. I'll take it. But yeah, hit the share button. Share. Share it out there. And, and help push this out there. Let's get this out there. Get the, the gospel into as many avenues of your friends' uh, timeline as we can. Yeah. And so hit that share button right now. Tag some friends, maybe. Hey, you need to listen to this. They can't stop the revolution. The re- <laughs> revolution. Re- revivolution. Re- reformation. Revolution. Re- there we go. Yeah, all right. Do it. All right, guys. So as you know, we've kind of grown over this last year, and we now have people um, sponsoring the show. We are now toddlers. Partnering <laughs> with us. We are a toddler. That's right. We yes. Are a, we're two years old. We're almost potty trained. We're limping. We're almost potty trained. <laughs> 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 That's great. I'm in that uh, process right now, actually. And so, but we get we also get the fortunate um, uh, opportunity to partner with people that we really like and we really believe in what they're doing. Classical right. Conversations is one of them. Um, Logos Online is another one. Um, uh, and so, uh, we want to encourage you guys check out Logos Online School. Um, if you homeschool your children, it's a great supplement. Um, they do like online classes. Online classes, yeah. Christ-centered online yeah. education. And they've yeah. got curriculum, yep. um, bundles, and class plans, and all this That's kind right. of thing to come alongside homeschooling families, support them, and provide kind of a, a virtual community, especially for people who are maybe 
kind of yep. out in the middle of nowhere. You don't have yep. you don't have a lot of community to to join with you, and that's one of the biggest things. I mean, yeah. if you're homeschooling, it's a huge project. But man, it's so hard to be doing that on your own it without is. community. Absolutely. You, you yeah. want people, yeah. you know, cheering you on, saying you're doing a good job. You're you know you're you're actually meeting standards. That's right. Yeah, that's hey. such an encouragement. Logos School Online dot com dot com. Yeah. yeah. I can't recommend it more. I mean, honestly, when somebody has a history, what, 40 years they've right. been doing so this? So Logos School, I mean, and then, yeah, and so, then all the curriculum, and then these guys, have, yeah, they've been doing it for they, a long time. They've been doing it for a long time. When we were in Georgia, we were trying to figure out, like, what do we do? Right. You know, what are our options? Well, I mean, it's a great time to be alive right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You know, yeah. so with wonderful opportunities like this, check it out. Please do. Okay. Is, that, is that coffee done? There we go. I know. Uh, I'm, yes, I'm yes. so ready for that coffee. Uh, yeah. I saw you guys drooling. I'm like, like, what's going on you here? You sit there and you just keep talking. I'm like, do I look that like, good? I stopped, thinking, my... I stopped thinking about our promo. I'm <laughs> like, I want coffee. Co- oh, we're talking about Logos Online. Yes, right. <laughs> where's, where's... All right. For cross-politic news, um, I want to get into to DACA. DACA, which stands for? Um. Oh. Um. Hang on here. That was part of what I was gonna. It stands for Deferred Action of Childhood Arrivals. Right. DACA. Because you can't, like people keep using that, and you're like DACA. Yes. What DACA? But what does it mean? Yep. What does it mean? So it's talking about. The, so there was a number of years where. Um. I, I understand. Like it sounds like maybe even like a decade's worth. The Congress was not addressing the problem of. Wait a second. I wanted this in my cup, dude. Come on, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, can, oh, I got, no, I'll, no. Do, I'll do it. No, I'll no, do it. no. Dude, you got to brand our show, man. All right, all right okay. There you we were going to drink something that, that wasn't, wasn't in a cross-politic mug? <laughs> For man. real? Are you confronting me? Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> Are we on the same page or not? <laughs> Brother from another mother. Yeah, all right, man. So but we got the same father. So you got mass <laughs> influx of. Um, I need some clarification. I can't let. I just can't let that go. <laughs> guys, Jesus. Okay. Guys, okay. I'm, okay. I'm doing a show here. All right. This is a show. Um. There's a massive influx of immigrants coming up from from uh, Mexico. I can't respect America. you with a hoodie yep. on. It's so hard right now. Yeah. I, I know you're doing a show, but you have a hoodie on, and it's no. just I can't respect you. No, I'm still Where's my, the collar? I get it. We got to get him a cross politics shirt with a collar. With the collar. <laughs> oh, I just can't man. do this. This is not work. Oh, that would be brilliant. I can dress like that. Gabe can dress like that. That'd but, be brilliant. You know, uh, you have an office. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, so over, like I think it's like in the like 90s and early Late part 80s, of the yeah. millennium, there's this massive influx of immigrants coming in, and um. And it's we're not keeping up with it. That's right. Um, mass of the, you know, lots of the, so we got lines forming for legal immigration. People that yes. are trying to get it legit, and you got tons of people just coming in. Yes, they don't care. Just influx, just influx Whoosh. illegals. Yep. Um, and and so in the middle of the Obama administration, I think it was two thousand eight. Um, yeah, uh, four or five years ago, he's he signed an executive order. It signs an executive yeah. order. That's right. Um, and and it defers. Um, the deportation of yeah. children who were brought over yes. in right. that massive influx, and and also gave them the ability um, to like get jobs, apply for um, aid, social security number, so, all go that to kind school, of stuff. Right? But but the problem was is that it didn't allow for them to actually become citizens. Yeah. So it's sort of an uh, like there's there's no end in sight. Yeah. So you have this sort of this middle ground existence, semi citizen, but not really no citizen. security, no security. Yeah. And but he does that, um, and then what happens? Well, so now Trump. So part of uh, this is this is where maybe my my civil government gets kind of a little weak. But part of it, it was an executive order. It wasn't a Congress, right, right, uh, you right. know, passing you and, know, Congress legislation. And ba- right. And basically, yeah. this executive order is illegal. Yes. Yes. Yep. So it 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 it, it flies in the face of laws that Congress had already passed. And, and there had been requests. And not just Congress, but states. So actually nine states sued regarding DACA. Well, so that's, yeah. So, th- so that brings us to Trump. So yes. Trump shows up and, um, and everybody's, of course, wants to f- just blame this on Trump. Yeah. Cause Trump's racist, you know? Right. So everything that Trump does is racist. I got a video. Yeah. Oh, you play got for one? Us. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's pause that point for a second. Okay. Here's Nancy Pelosi talking about it. Put forth a plan. That plan is a campaign to make America white again. <laughs> they are changing the character of our country by what they are putting forth. They bring a tear to the eye of the Statue of Liberty <laughs> and they bring fear to the hearts of people who are here playing oh. by the rules. Oh. Nancy, <laughs> Pel- Nancy, Nancy, <laughs> you bring a tear a to t- my <laughs> eye every time I see you. Oh, a tear. Every a time. Tear. Sta- Statue of Liberty is crying. Yeah, a single tear. Oh my gracious! Um, so th- to your point, yeah. oh, the Democrats are casting this as a racist um, right. issue. 
Right. Um, but the problem is, is that, again, it's just like, what do we get? We need to just do something about, we have a bunch of illegal immigrants. Right. What do we do about them? Yeah. And, right. and um, I was, I was doing a little bit of checking in it and it seems like um, Trump actually, I actually understand Trump. Like I, I read a bunch of the stuff that he yeah. said and he's yeah. been saying like, look, I care about these people. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not telling, he's not saying I hate them and I want them yeah. gone. He's not saying anything like we want to make America white again. I know. He's not saying anything like that. I know why you feel like that, though. Why? Well, it's because you're not reading it through the lens of the liberal media. Because I'm white. Well, oh. that too. I mean, your skin oh. gives you a blockage not to see it like that. So, <laughs> I mean, and, it's, and you need but, to get your news from CNN, and you feel a lot but, different. Anyway, no. So <laughs> he says. So he says. Um, so he says we need to deal with it. Yeah. And 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 what he wants to happen is what he says over and over again is Congress needs to fix this. Yeah. Why? Because we have three branches of government. One time you went to school in sixth grade. <laughs> Civil government. And, and you took government class. Yep. Did, did you take government class? I was homeschooled, so that's not a problem for me. Yeah, I understand oh, that. You know about but the <laughs> problem is, <laughs> is that a lot of people watching right now. They don't know about government. They came from government schools. Actually. Not government. Gabe, you. Uh, government, government schools. Government. Yeah. So they don't know what you're talking about. They don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw a little clip from uh, you, you, you shared a, a video of Obama, actually. Yeah. Um. And and he and he was. I think when he was campaigning for president, or was he? Or was before that? I can't remember. I think it was when he was campaigning for yeah. president. And he actually said in that in that clip, he's being interviewed somewhere, and he says there are three, um, uh, spheres, branches, branches. Yeah. That's the word. I for. <laughs> you're my, you're getting my, into my um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Alexander's um, three spheres of it's, sovereignty. It's the um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. My, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Kyperian. That's Kyperian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Branches, three go- branches of government. Obama said, so you, you got judicial, you got legislative, and you got executive. And he actually says in that it would be an overreach of executive power to grant amnesty, <laughs> st- blanket amnesty, to illegal immigrants. Yeah. Okay. Now, technically, he didn't grant amnesty. No, 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 no. He didn't grant amnesty. No, he just said that we were not going to. We weren't going to deport them, and we would give them a means by which they could get jobs yeah. and go to school and function yeah. and, and, and apply for you know, health care and stuff and like vote that. vote Democrat. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> well, but that's, but, but that's a good point, because that's part of the play and yeah. how the Democrats have been talking about it, is we're here for you. Right. We're, we're here. We're protecting you. Right. And all, it's not, it's not just about Mexicans. It's about all the minorities. Like Democrats are making this hard play because there are way. because there are actually immigrants trying to come from all over the world. Yeah. 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 And 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 it's most of them because, you know, because you're not um, you're not there's actually not you're not connected by the land. Most of them have to come in via airports, which yeah. means you have to come in or seaports. <sighs> um, but you, that means you actually have to come through an office. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not, there aren't people like flying airplanes over landing and right from, in Kansas city yeah, from, <laughs> Ooh, we made it from, <laughs> from Kenya or India yeah, right, or right, Russia right, right. and just like landing somewhere. And yeah. then like we made it, it's yeah, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but, so, but, but those people are all waiting in line Yeah, yeah. and then you got these other people that are rushing the lines right? Yeah. and or I, not even rushing the lines, not just, even rushing just the, trying to just, just coming in, in, yeah. in buses and stuff. But and, real quick here also, you guys remember the wall first started. So we do have a wall that's already built kind of kind of the wall was built um in the areas where it was most um easy to cross the border yeah. so that what they were doing was pushing if any immigration did happen over the mexican border they pushed it into the wilderness into the desert in arizona and everything right. um, but that wall was built in 96 who was president in 96 if i remember correctly i think that was a good first black president bill clinton yep yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> like like the wall was first built with Bill Clinton. Right? Yeah. I, I wanna let me um uh I'm gonna probably gonna tear this away from your point that you're probably gonna make, but let me Sorry. let me play this Sorry. video. I don't have a good point. Um okay, you don't. Um <laughs> I do. I'm wearing a hoodie today. I don't have a point. Yeah. I have a hoodie. I can't even listen to you. We have allowed our, our the media, we've allowed the Democrats to carry the narrative. We've been listening um to all the wrong channels. And and listen, this is how Schumer talked about DACA before and after Amy Schumer? No, no, um uh uh Congressman Schumer. Ah. Um not Amy Schumer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could <laughs> this anyways, that's funny. So let me let me play this little clip of him basically um it's it's clipping in what he said back then and what he's saying now about uh, DACA. Okay. Oh, yeah, yep. Without our permission, our illegal aliens and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the US legally. The president's decision to end DACA was heartless and it was brainless. When we use phrases like undocumented workers, 
We convey a message to the American people that their government is not serious about combating illegal immigration. Hundreds, hundreds of thousands of families will be ripped apart. If you don't think it's illegal, you're not going to say it. I think it is illegal and wrong. <laughs> Tens of thousands of American businesses will lose hardworking employees. A biometric-based employer verification system with tough enforcement and auditing is necessary to significantly diminish the job magnet that attracts illegal aliens to the United States. Wow. They may have known no other country but ours and have voluntarily registered themselves. But, okay, the, the, you know, the, that's enough. So this, you, this, you, got, you got where I'm going there. Is, the thing is, is that this actually illustrates the problem with DACA. Okay, so he can actually, the, the problem is, is that he can actually say all of he that. He can be right about all of that. He can be right yeah. about all of it. It's yeah. not necessary. I mean, I don't know who put that video together, but he can be right about all of it because DACA creates that exact yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. Because right. you have this, you have um, the ability then to, the employers can verify. Yeah. You're allowed to be here because of DACA. Right. But you're not actually becoming a citizen. Yeah. And th and so they're still technically illegal, but they've been given a pass. Right. And so there you are. Right. And so, but actually this gets back to Trump. I, I think what Trump did was actually good. Yeah. He canceled it. But what he said when he did it was, um, Congress needs to fix this. Right. Yeah. And he said I'm canceling this because and, Congress and he, needs to fix this. And he announced it back in September. Yes. And said there's yep. six months until March. Until this is going to be, um, people, the first people might be affected by it. Well, the, right. the, the problem is, is he's wrong. Congress can't fix this because it's not a Congress problem. Why? Because it's a us problem. Well, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I mean, Congress can try. They can build a wall. They can do whatever they want to. But as long as there's sin in the camp, I don't care how hard you fight. You're sure. not, you're not going to, you're not sure. going to be able to fix the problem. And, and as everybody's talking, and I think it's good to know and to talk about this because we need to, we need to think about it rightly, but. Ultimately, if we have a border problem and immigrants are just rushing into our border, what's really going on? Yeah. Right? What's why, really going why on? Why are they coming they here? Are, yeah. Look, whenever you have immigration is a good thing. People come into your nation because of your laws. That's what they're really coming for, to live under your laws. Right? That's a good thing. The problem is, is that our law has said no to God. Yep. Right. And the way that we lived in this country has said no to God. So immigration now is a problem. Right. It's not a good thing. Uh, I, I think I was reading Doug on this. Uh, he said, whenever you see an influx of people coming, there, there's two things to think about. They're coming for your gods or they're coming to bring their gods mm. to your nation. Yeah. Right. right. And so right. the question you want to ask is, what shape are our gods in? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? But I think the reason why I then say the reason why it's good for Trump to do what he did. Yeah. Is because he is saying he's not God. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's, but, he's, he, but for him, he's deflecting he's too. Deflecting. Now, now, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's thinking that. <laughs> right, I'm, not, right. I'm not saying. But it's he's, good for him to do that. Exactly. He's pushing it back yeah. in terms of our system that was set up under God. Yep. And even though we'll we're, confu that, we're confused about who that God is that, now. Don't take that route. No, yeah, we're, confu <laughs> we're confused about who that God is. I have now. no idea. But at least initially, the idea was three different branches of government yep. to balance each other out because none, of, not one of these should be trusted as ultimate supreme. Yeah. Because God only is ultimate supreme. Yeah. But nevertheless, he's pushing it back, and I think at the very least, it the, the chaos that's ensuing is demonstrating the fact um, that we're messed up. Covenant, so I, covenant, covenant um, matters. Covenant matters. Yeah, uh, How yeah, you absolutely. disobedience to the covenant matters. Uh, obedience to the covenant matters. When you disobey the covenant, you get curses. Right. And this you, is a curse. And or or when you want when you want many gods polytheism yeah. Yeah. which is what we're asking for yep you get the chaos that comes of polytheism you get anarchy Ooh. that's right um, oh yeah because all, none of the gods you know all the old stories of all the gods they're always fighting that's right <laughs> it's not always lots of gods and they're all like you know holding hands and seeing kumbaya getting along. Yeah, that's no, right. along. The, yeah. the gods never get yeah. along yeah. you can't have many gods and yeah. have peace there's only peace when there's the triune god yes yeah. so, so a, fix thought, it. a thought here so fix it so you know I mean, i'm serious like yeah. before you before you jump into no, this okay. i don't need to talk there, <laughs> i didn't think so you don't ever wear a collar so i know i don't need to listen to you uh, but this the fix is we really need to repent of our sins i know it sounds like oh and i know we're always hitting this point but yeah. guys that's the only real answer yeah. well we got we got to repent of our our arrogance and our hubris of thinking that we can figure things out on our own yeah that's the bottom line yeah and because then it just becomes this massive tug of war because, you know, I mean, that's what they're doing now. That's right. I mean, I was, I, I listened to a, 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 another podcast on the DACA thing recently and, and they were talking about how even just 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, Republicans and Democrats were actually, um, 
not very divided over immigration. No, yeah. a, no, right. absolutely right. not. It's, it's, it's happened yeah. only in the last decade, Listen in the last in like five years. Yeah. And the division, it's a polarization. People throwing, it's not right. a division over necessarily policy. No. They're using it as it's stone. A, it's a power play. It's a, yep. But that's, that's what right. happens. That's right. Because what, what that indicates, though, is people think they're God. They think that, that God is, that they got, they got, um, they are God. They think, and so they start polling. Yeah. Rather right. than submitting yep. to God, a yep. uh, God, an authority over them, which allows people to actually be realistic and compromise at the right places and stand firm at the right places. Yeah. Because there's a God over them. But yep. when the God over them is gone, it's just a big tug of war. I think your, com- your comments on the power play explain a lot yep. in all this. Absolutely. Well, I, I've, I've kind of made a new standard thinking about this. I don't want to talk to any liberal or any Democrat who doesn't understand life about the issue of immigration. How in the world yeah, right. are you going to talk to me about immigration and you can't give right. the baby in the womb a chance to live? That's you don't right. know what's We're good. We're not letting our, our natural-born citizens that's yeah. right. live. Live, let alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're not talking about this yeah, conversation until yeah. you repent of that. Yeah, that's right. Brian, no. kill me. We're going to have him on the show next on Cross Politic. Andrew Jackson, the miracle of New Orleans. It's going to be good, guys. Don't miss it. Hit the share button. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Welcome back to Cross Politic. We got Mr. Brian Kilmeade with us in the house. Hey. Somebody important. Somebody important. <laughs> That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about him. Hi, guys. Hey. Uh, Brian is uh, on Fox. He's uh, at, uh, with uh, Fox and Friends in the morning. Um, he's had the that? privilege of hosting uh, his nationally syndicated radio show, The Brian Kilmeade Show, on Fox News um, every day from 9 to noon. Um, he's interviewed a pile of people, George W. Bush, Michael Jordan. Man, we, can we get their contact info? Get them on the show? <laughs> Absolutely. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a bunch of others. He's written uh, and co-written, I think it says, up to uh, almost 26 books. Wow. Um, uh, they, uh, he lives with his wife and uh, three kids in, uh, oh, I can't even say that, Massapeka, New York. Is that correct? Massapequa, you nailed it. Massapequa. Oh, Massapequa. Man. Right. How about that? Uh, yeah. 26. Yeah. We're professionals books. here, Brian. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> when he's not working, you can catch him on the soccer field watching or coaching. He graduated from LIU CW Post with a BA in communications in 1986, where he also played wow. soccer. And uh, he's the author of the brand new book, Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans. Um, you can catch Brian Kilmeade at briankilmeade.com. You can also get him to personalize your copy of the book. Hey, hold on. Mine doesn't have... You didn't get we, a we signature? Didn't get, what is the, this? The pre-published copies, we didn't what get them signed. <laughs> All right. All so, right. Brian, the Miracle of New Orleans, um, you, it says the battle that shaped America's destiny. That's a pretty... Um, that's a big claim. That's there. a big claim. Yeah. Um, can you uh, can you give our listeners a start on 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 demonstrating that it's it's up to that hype? Nope. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, basically, what I try to do with George Washington's Secret Six and talk about the spy ring that uh, that saved the American Revolution because that's what Washington thought. With Thomas Jefferson, the Tripoli pirates, he thought it was important to spend. Uh, it's really Muslim terrorists. It's always important to send a message to the rest of the world that we would not be intimidated. Even though we're new, we would we would stand up for ourselves. We like to think we're in a world now where that wouldn't be the case, but we know that's not the case. Hmm. Sadly, 
you know, we got to tell Iran, we got to tell North Korea, we got to back off the Russians because it's still playground, playground rules. Andrew hmm. Jackson knew that. We start off the War of 1812, and if all your listeners know, it was going terribly for us. Mm -hmm. It was a great mm -hmm. idea to start the war, except we didn't have an army or, or much of a navy. <laughs> and we're going against the world superpower, and we're getting our butt kicked. They even burned Washington. Yep. And then when America had their backs against the wall, we do what we always do. We, we rally. And that started with the Battle of Baltimore, and it culminated with the Battle of New Orleans. And that's really where I pick up the story. What, what kind of America would we have been had not this miracle of New Orleans happened? Well, I mean, they would, the British uh, feared what we became, and that was they knew this democracy thing wasn't good for their future. Mm. So did every dictator, every king and queen. And if we were voting in and out of people out of power, that wouldn't look good for them. Plus, we were a magnet. All their best were coming to us mm. and were demanding things from the government as they sat or as they'd leave. So let's stop America at the Mississippi. Let's mm. stop with them by uh, fomenting violence with the Native Americans, the Indians of that time. And let's uh, let's wreak havoc. Let's not live up to the Treaty of Paris and evacuate the Midwest. They did all those things. Hmm. Back then, they said, we've had enough. We have to stand up and fight. And Jackson was the guy to do it. He, he was a self-taught general, a great leader. Yeah. And uh, I love it because he's a true American story. He's He was orphaned at 13. His dad died uh, before he was born. His mom died in the war. His two brothers died wow. during the war. He volunteered for the war at 14, found himself all alone in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that story at the beginning when you open up with uh, the soldiers, uh, you know, spy ratting them out, and the and the and the the captain or whatever it was that that uh, swings the sword at him. Man, that's a that'll scar you. <laughs> it actually did. He had the scars the rest of his life. I appreciate you reading that, and you know that was a big thing. We kept flipping back and forth, and how do you start the book, and how do you start the intro? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I just want to give people the idea of where he got the idea of revenge. Oh, sure. They killed his family. Yeah, and and he also. He was raised by his country. Yeah. And you talk about bleeding red, white, and blue. This guy read, uh, bled red, white, and blue. And I can't speak in detail about his religion, but he went to church three times a week. He <laughs> always saw the value in it. Yeah. And even at a guy that should have hated this world and thought God gave him a bad hand, he felt just the opposite. Hmm. He couldn't believe he survived, and he felt he owed the country something. Wow. Do, do they make him like Andrew Jackson anymore? <laughs> I mean, as I was well, reading, I mean, you, go ahead. Some of your listeners would be happy that they didn't. I mean, he did, you know, he had slaves. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't like that part. Of <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when it came to the every president up until Teddy Roosevelt had Indian issues to deal with. Yeah. The yeah. way he did it is like, listen, America's got to grow. Let's make a tough decision. Let's move them out. Huh. And, the, and, the, and the Indian Removal Act was, it was you know, intertwined and, you know, sadly with, bad communication. Right. Uh, they, they marched Indians over to Oklahoma in the winter. And it was the Trail of Tears. And wow. they said, well, Jackson did that. It was really mm -hmm. Martin Van Buren, but it was Jackson's plan, not, you know, poorly communicated to Martin Van Buren and par horribly executed. And there was, it was tragedy. Yeah. But, man, did he do a lot of good for the country. When, you, uh, when you're telling the story, at several points you highlight um, actually how diverse uh, a group of you know, men are fighting to, to defend New Orleans. A ragtag band. Yeah, yeah. this ragtag band. You got, you know, these, these settlers from different colonies. Some of them trained, some of them not trained. Some pirates. of Pirates. Pirates, <laughs> Africans. I mean, all, all of this. Um, is that, is that really unusual or is that just sort of, that's like the way Americans fight? Well, listen, that this is why I love the story so much. And, and the thing is, we're pure American, which means we're everybody. So when Jackson's got 1,400 men, he's taken on 12,000. What does he do? He walks into New Orleans, and he says, I need volunteers. And meanwhile, I mean, you're drafted. So every yeah. man over <laughs> 16 is in. Yeah. Yeah. And, these, and these free men of color said, give me a gun. And mm. these Cherokee, Choctaw Indians say, I want to be an American. And uh, these pirates said, I got an offer to get all my records expunged for my you know, I'm privateers, basically they're mobsters. Yeah, they yeah. go, but I want to be an American. And they got us the ammo and the supplies and gave us the area. And then in the end, we had this 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 ragtag army that believed in one thing. No one gets by us, and we protect New Orleans, and we want to do everything for Jackson. Right. So to me, that's an American story. We're made up of everybody, that's melded right. together. We can't be beat. Yeah. So is is Jackson, this, and this kind of goes back to, you know, you're, you're pointing out that, of course, Jackson has this kind of mixed legacy um, does this indicate that Jackson, you know, sort of when he's desperate, 
he'll he'll take help from the Indians and from you know the blacks or you know from the privateers. He, you know, just because he's desperate. Hey, you you got you you can breathe and you can carry a gun. I'll take you. Um, but he was actually a, a pretty hateful man, or is that an a indication of the kind of man he really was? Well, that's a gr- mm. I love that question. Mm. Number one, just picture this. You know, they were always afraid of slave rebellions because it was such a horrendous practice, and in the North they didn't do it, in the South they did. And he was somebody who had slaves on his compound, and by mm. the way, who adored him. Mm. Uh, they, it's in record. They lived on after he passed away. They chose to stay. Yeah. So from what we can tell, that's the story. However, he said, Everybody gets the same amount of guns. Everyone gets the same amount of food. Everyone gets the same amount of ammo. Everyone gets the same amount of pay. And if there's any difference, you'll deal with me. Mm. And I don't care what your color is, black, tan, or tea. And <laughs> you know, that's what he called him. You know, it doesn't uh-huh. matter. Okay. And I don't think he's a hateful guy. I think he's a man of his times. And I'll tell you, for, them, for people who said, well, he doesn't like American Indians, he adopted one. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, so then, I mean, right now, our time, people you know, are conservative, and yet we still have people who are very much pro-choice. Um, do they get the same kind of pass in that sense? Like being a, being a person of your time, do you get the same pass? I mean, right now, if, for instance, let's just, uh, uh, the statues, if we had somebody who was a pro-choice uh, conservative um, who also was for gay marriage, will we look at them, you know, 100 years from now and say, yeah, that's the statue that we definitely want to say they did something great for America. Let's say they, they helped our economy. Do we give them the same pass? Wow, no, no wonder you, no wonder you guys have a great podcast. <laughs> and I, I mean that too. By the way, I am not. I, I think uh, I am not capable of answering that question. I will say this: I am not arrogant enough to judge previous and future generations. I have mm. my hands full with my family. And that's why you're not going to see me saying, "Take that statue down of Christopher Columbus." He doesn't live up to my ideals. You're never going to see take Jackson or Jefferson down. Or when it comes to when it comes to the Confederacy, I'm a little torn because I don't like people dividing the country. Mm, yeah. uh, but I think they could be in a Confederacy museum. I understand if I'm African American, I still look at Robert E. Lee every day and I say, "Man, that guy fought to keep me in chains." I get that. I'm white, but I get that. Mm-hmm. But I when I look at Jackson, Washington, Jefferson, Madison, uh, and I say, "Well, they had slaves. Let's discount them." No. I would say there are men of their times, but man, without them, there is no us. Mm. And and they changed the future of the world. Columbus was not a good leader, but man, did he have guts. They say Columbus, Columbus's voyage was like going to the moon, only more dangerous. Mm. And he changed the world. Now, how did he mm. act when he got there? I can't do a dissertation on it, but not great. Let's go with that. <laughs> he changed the world. Yeah. So yeah. he gets a statue. He gets Columbus Circle. He gets a parade. Yeah. I'm not going to judge him. Yeah. So, so you, you I, I actually, I, I, there's a lot I appreciate about that answer. You dodged some of it, which was good. Yeah. But there's a lot right. that I actually appreciate about that answer. Part part of what I liked about it is like you're you're basically just saying I'm not going to be arrogant in the sense that I'm going to judge other 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 people in the past when i think our it's like our country's done some very awkward judgmental stuff recently yeah like we'll and, and, we'll yeah. deal with we'll take down this banner we'll take down this flag we'll take down this statue because they're not after those I things know. they're after the idea of what That's america right. is and they want to destroy right. that right like right it's just i think we were talking about the, not to interrupt but no no we were talking about this earlier which is like if we had a statue of samson up there, Samson was a horrible man. <laughs> but yet he but, was, he was, but a he was guy, honored in the Bible. He was a yeah. guy that God used yeah. raised up for a particular time to do a certain service. And we say, man, Samson was horrible, you know, but God used him. And we should say, hey, let's long for the day of Christ. Right. That's what Samson's there yeah. for. And I think the same thing, like well, you're saying, Brian, like with these guys, God used them for a particular time in history. Guys, I can't keep up with your knowledge of the Bible and everything, but I will say this. Isn't St. <laughs> Augustine. Wasn't he also a very flawed, God flawed guy? And did he come around to be this wonderful person? You watch did it. Don't you? Don't you talk about Augustine now? <laughs> <laughs> that was the don't only talk guy. about his flaws. <laughs> so, 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 so stop reading what he wrote. No, stop yeah. reading what he wrote. No. If someone's listening right now and they got pulled over for DUI, should they just die, yeah. or should they live their life as if uh, they're not perfect and redo it and get better? I just don't understand yeah. why we sit on the sidelines. Number one, you're not in the game. If you if you don't like Teddy Roosevelt, he had that famous uh, poem "Get in the Arena." Yeah, you don't like his policy, but man, he got in the game. That's you right. Know, born with asthma, homeschooled, weighed about uh, ninety pounds going into college. Mm. Very few wow. friends, 
he ends up being a president, swashbuckler, uh, officer, famous rough rider, you know, hunter. And you know what? He wasn't perfect, but man, he got in the game. Yeah. yeah. Get in the game, stop judging, get off the sidelines, and, and get in there. You're get right. a podcast like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so would Andrew Jackson recognize the America that he fought for Ooh, right now? That's a good question. I, I think that like all our forefathers, they wouldn't recognize some of it, but man, they predicted a lot of it. Jackson mm-hmm. knew. Jackson knew what we were going to become. And he wanted to make sure we didn't act arrogantly when we got there. And but he knew what we were capable of, and how great was it that battle after 1815? We never would be invaded again. He wanted to send the message that he sent individually to the rest of the world, and that was, well, if you're going to fight us, you're going to have to fight us forever because we're not taking a backward mm. step. We will fight you to all the way up the Mississippi if we have to, mm. and people wanted no part of us after that because man, you you start with these guys, they're going to finish it. They don't know how to quit. In fact, Wellington who was the famous, uh, uh, the famous uh, uh, military man of his time, sent his army, but he didn't go. And we found a quote from him. He said, uh, they said, listen, you'd beat Napoleon. Can you, send, can you go take out and finish off the colonies and take them back if you have to? And he said, I don't promise myself much success there. <laughs> and it was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, he sent his brother-in-law. Who, and they said, and the brother-in-law said, yeah, I'll take your army. And they said, yeah, well, you'll take New Orleans and you'll be the governor. You know, we're not leaving. And and they did leave because they lost. And yeah. and the way we annihilated them within 45 minutes sent a message to the rest of the world, man, these guys don't stop. Mm. So, Brian, you, you've written um, uh, several books, not not just on the um, Andrew Jackson, okay? And, and one includes uh, George Washington. The other one includes Thomas Jefferson. Why have – why is your um, – why is history – why is writing on history been so important to – I mean, you're – you're an accomplished dude. I mean, you're on Fox and Friends. You're on all these things. But why are you writing history books? Well, put it this way. I never thought I could do it. I always thought, I just wanted to study it. And when Bill O'Reilly was down the hall from me, I uh, started writing these books. And I loved them. And I said, you know, I said to myself, man, they're going to buy him because he's famous. But <laughs> no one cares about history. <laughs> and, they're good. and they sold. And they kept selling. And then after a while, people were buying it that didn't even know him. Huh. And I'm thinking to myself, so I said, Bill, I go, Bill, I've been studying for 20 years this top secret spy ring that Washington had, and it's right by your house. It's on Long Island. And I told him about it. He goes, listen, I don't know anything about it. He, he goes, give me some stuff. So I gave him some background. He goes, you should do it. I go, you don't mind? I'm not going to your territory. He goes, of course not. Huh. So after 20 years of research, we put it into a book. Now, there have been books written about it. But I thought I could tell it with the sports bent and with the fox bent, which get right to the point, be accurate, uh-huh. but move, move the story. Don't get caught up in the huh. uh, the smell and the smells and the color of the leaves. Get to the point. <laughs> and I think we got some, we got we got the, some original reporting in it because there's so much still to learn that hasn't been done. Yeah. It was top secret till 1930, as I mentioned, and really? so much more was found out in the 60s and 80s, and then we found out even more. So that came, that was successful, and then I, I, the war on terror fascinates me, and that Jefferson fought it first, and what he said so applies today. So how do you take on Islamic terror? Do you listen to John Adams and say, we can't fight him unless we want to fight him forever? Or do you listen to Thomas Jefferson says, if we don't punish the first insult, more will follow? Huh. And I go, I, I got to look into this. Huh. And, and the guy that didn't fight in the revolution was the guy that fought this war. And I just thought I could shed that light. And then that led me to Jackson in 1812. And and that's where we're at today. The book, thankfully, is still ranked 14 weeks in on the New York Times wow. list. Wow, way to go, man. Wow, yeah, congratulations on that. And, and Brian, just, and he's on our show. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, this last question real quick, and we'll let you go. We know you're a busy man. But um, talk to our li- our listeners. Why is it important to study history. Why is it important for us in 2018 America? Why do we need to study history? Mm. Put it this way. You'll overreact to the present if you don't understand where we came from. Wow, uh, Barack Obama's elected, the world's going to end. Donald Trump got elected, the world's going to end. <laughs> you know, it, um, George Bush is the worst, and you know, we'll never recover. That's right. Really? How about they burned the White House? Come on now. (laughs) The militia ran the other direction. You know, they they were going to have a way. They were about to take us. They were about to keep Florida 
take New Orleans and stop us at the Mississippi. Wow. We had a president, five foot three, sitting on his horse, sickly, wondering who's going to put out the fire that's burning our capital mm. and where's the army going to come from. We got off our backs time and time again. And if you understand where we came from, how no one wanted to succeed, and now we sit there as an economic and military superpower, and the reason why people panic is they don't understand democracy. We argue in front of our family and friends with something we're told not to do because we want to be better. Yeah. People misinterpret the anarchy. They think we're coming apart. We're just trying to get better, mm. and we're not sitting there with a leader trying to shoot us for doing it. <laughs> so that's what I think. That's why if you understand our past, you'll understand more about what we're going so, through. So basically, um, studying history helps us not become complacent where we're at. It makes nice snowflakes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, don't overact. Don't overreact to Trump. Because uh, he's he's a modern day Jackson in many in many respects. Hey, there we go. What you need to do right now is go to BrianKillMe.com, get this book, Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans. I recommend it. It's a good read. If you don't like history, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong with you? Fix it. <laughs> hey Brian, thank you so much for coming on Cross Politic, man. Be blessed. Hey guys, you see, you seem like people I like to hang out with. Well, you'll probably choose not to hang out with me, and it would hurt my feelings. <laughs> so thanks so much. Hey, thank well, you very much, Brian. It, we'll, we'll wait for the call to get on Fox and Friends. <laughs> All right, man, go get it. All right. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades seven through twelve. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. In California in the 1950s, car ownerships were printed on pink paper. Racing for pinks was a drag race in which the loser of the race would forfeit ownership of his car to the winner. Now imagine you were going to have a race for pinks. The first thing you'd want to do is make sure your opponent actually owns the car that he's driving. Let's say you produced your pink slip and asked your opponent to do the same, but he just revved his engine and yelled, Come on, let's race! What are you afraid of? Now you might be confident that you'd win that race but you'd be crazy to race him if he couldn't prove that the car was his. Even crazier if you knew that he'd stolen it. As Christians, we're commanded to engage people with the defense of our faith. Our opponents will come at us with logical, scientific, and moral objections to the existence of God. But who owns logic? Who owns science? Who owns morality? Jesus Christ. In Romans 11.36, we read that from God, through God, and to God are all things. When the unbeliever attempts to engage you, they're doing so with stolen goods, and we let them. Jesus Christ has equipped us with tools for reasoning. Don't let the unbeliever steal them when they want to engage you. Make them account for them. Make them show you their pink slip. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. This is my people. Welcome back to Cross Politics, y'all. Hit that share button. Hit, hit right now. Share, 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 share. Hey, I think we need an intervention on Toby. This not hit the share button. Hey. What's this? Did you hit the share button for the 50th questions with Gabe Wrench? Oh, man. I don't know. Did I not? Oh, man. No, no, I haven't. Yeah. So what about what about what about oh, the show? What about the show? I haven't watched it yet. You got to sign off like, on I'm it gonna, first. I'm gonna watch it and see like, well, what did this? What? I said I said some positive things about you. Uh oh. Yeah. I, he, I he, saw, cho- he chose you over me for like favorite favorite host. <laughs> you didn't even choose him. I can't. They can't choose the camera guy. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> this uh, this uh, segment is brought to you by some. Pretty good coffee. Cross-politic well, coffee. I learned it from a, uh, a Frenchman, so, you know. That's pretty oh. good. That's pretty good. I, I like it. It's, it's a good stuff. Yeah. Y'all should get yourself some cross-politic coffee. In a cross-politic mug. Yeah. You know, cross-politic uh, mug. Cross-politic.com. You, you know, get is. yourself a cross-politic shirt. Yep. This, this was not planned. No, no. Not planned. We didn't. But I, I really this. do. Unless our I, wives planned it. This was. No, <laughs> not at all. I do, I do like being Twinkies with people, so it's cool, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade. Get um, the book. Get the book. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I, I really like what he said there at the end. Um, it looks like anarchy, 
but we're getting better. Yeah, you know, now, that's great. We, we don't know Brian that well, but Brian, thanks for being on the show. You can was, come have some cigars with us. We, we we'll want to hang out there. with you. I want to talk to you a little bit more about Jesus. Uh, yes. Amen. And, Amen. And uh, the Bible. Baptize Since your kids. You, sit, you, you didn't seem to, you know, be up on, on your Bible stories. Um, but I really like that point. It, it looks like anarchy, but we're getting better. And um, and the thing is, is that, I mean, that's what, I mean, I, I mentioned that to Chuck, and he said, that's so post-mill. Ooh. Right? That's right. Yeah. First of all, because yeah. you, you, know, you think about what is God doing in this world? I mean, everything. Just what's God doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. it looks crazy. Yeah. It looks like anarchy. Yeah. It, like, this is never going to work. And what's God doing? God is putting all of his enemies under the feet of King Jesus. Oh, man. Stopping them out. Uh, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. And he does yeah. it his way. That's right. Um. Actually, I was I was interviewed by uh by somebody um recently. The podcast just dropped mm -hmm. uh, this last week, and he reminded me of something that I'd mentioned in a sermon a, a number of months ago. Right. Um. Of this little video that I'd seen of this kid with a Rubik's cube. Yeah. I don't. Did I tell you this? I was actually there at your church for that sermon. Oh, you were. Okay. I was. Um. But um. It was a, just a crazy. This. I don't even remember what I was preaching on that that week, but. But I was talking about this theme, about how God tells the story the way he wants to tell it, and, yep. he, and, he, and he's doing it right even though it doesn't look like it's right. And I remember seeing this video clip of this, this kid um, doing the Rubik's Cube, and, and, and there's a timer yep. that started running, and, and he's, he's, got, he's sitting there. And he's blindfolded. No, not yet. Oh, not yet. Right, right, no, right. No, no. Yeah. He's looking at it. He's just looking, and there's a timer running, and you're starting to get nervous for him. You're like, kid, get going. You got to get, get going. You know, it's like, you got to start, start running the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. You're just kind of looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And then all of a sudden, he puts the blindfold down over his eyes. That's when you get really nervous. Like, wow. And, and then another guy is standing there with a the paper, and he puts it in front of his eyes. So you got double blind. Yeah, like he can't yeah, see yeah. what he's doing. And all you see is his hands, and his hands start going like this. And he's just going crazy. And he's spinning it. And then all of a sudden, you'll see one side. And it, it like you, he's like, oh, he got the yellows. And then he breaks it. And he spins it back. And you're like, no, 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 no. You had the yellow. Oh, no. You know, and then he does it and you see all the greens and, and he breaks it. And he, yeah, and he, yeah. And then all, you know, boom. And it's done. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and it's like, that's what God's doing with this world. Yep. Yeah. Right? Wow. So, so God is spinning it. Yeah. It's all under control. He knows yep. it perfectly. I mean, and you look at something like that and you're like this like eight-year-old kid. Yep. But, you know, just, and how much more so is God, the Lord of the universe, you know, completely sovereign over all of it. And this is That's why you so have good. to have faith. Yep. And, yep. And, and he's, and, but it yep. looks like chaos. Yeah. It looks like it's going backwards. It looks like it's going wrong. It, it looks like anarchy. And it's not. It's this perfectly told story. That's and, really good. And, and this ties in yeah. with what Kilmeade was saying about um, knowing history. When yeah. you know history, it teaches you to kind of calm down a little bit. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. Where, you know, you know, like, you know the story of Samson. You know the story of David. You know the story of John the Baptist. Yeah. You know Jesus. You know Stephen right. and Paul and all these, and then you start reading history. You know Athanasius and Augustine, yep, yep. and you you know Gregory the Great and Boniface and Luther and Calvin and Knox and hey, you know, hey, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and, but know, also to Brian's point is, I think he would he would be taking that kind of anarchy into, um, uh, you know, Reformation in some sort of American exceptionalism but that, that's, way. And that's you know fine. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but no, no. what he's seeing, though, I'm is just, what, I'm just ripping it out. What he's seeing, though, is what dispensationalists don't see. Right. Right. Anybody who reads history mm. is seeing something and saying, oh, man, this thing is Fox and Friends. They, 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 <laughs> that's hey, good. If that's you read good. history, yeah. you, see this, right. you see the narrative. You can't change it. God designed it that way. Right. You see the narrative. And we have the tendency to sit on this side as it's happening and say, oh, man, you had it all right, God, yeah. but you missed it. All the yellows was on that side, right. Jesus, but you messed I, up. And, it, and, it, and this works the way personally, too, then, when you're talking about heroes. That's right. So, you know, the same idea. Yep. You know, how can God use flawed men? Well, first of all, he doesn't use any other kind of men. <laughs> there isn't any right. other right. kind right. of men. Right. There's only one non-flawed man. We was, were talking about this with Brian. It, it was Jesus. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Jesus is that's the only right. perfect man. He doesn't use any other kind of men, any other kind of women, yeah. any other kind of ch children. He only uses flawed ones. Yeah, right. That's right. Right. And, 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 and he tells the story the way he wants to. And right. he uses those flawed men, women, and children most who lean on him. You have, and you have, that's, see, that's the thing. So I was just reading Paul Taylor's new book, uh, Only Believe. We're going to have him on the show. Paul okay. Taylor, what used to be Answers in Genesis. I can't remember where he's at now. He's somewhere like right around the way. Hmm. Uh, presuppositional apologetic scientist. Yeah. A brilliant yeah. guy. And uh, his book, he was pointing out the fact that um, the guy who, um, who had the daughter that was dying. Can't remember his name. The uh, um, 
the Roman soldier. Was it the Roman soldier? Oh, the centurion. Centurion, centurion, centurion soldier. soldier. Thank you. Yeah. Centurion soldier. I'll, I'll help you. The, thank you. Thanks, Gabe. They're on the way to see Jesus. Because you don't have your hoodie on. <laughs> you're, you're wearing my hoodie. So it makes sense. So they're on the way to see Jesus. He has enough faith that if Jesus gets there, yeah. his daughter would be saved, right. right? But he doesn't have enough faith that if his daughter dies, Jesus can save her. So right. he's like, Lord, help, 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 help me where I don't believe at. Yeah. Help, help me yeah. where. But then, right. And you, that's why you have to trust because God... He knows what he's doing. Right. And so whether the thing dies or lives, guess what? He has the power to resurrect it. He right. has the power to fix it. He, he knows exactly. He's spinning all these he, details. He, right into where he to, wants to, them. To make a perfect Rubik's Cube. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Put all yeah. things Amen. right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and so that, you know, that, that flies right into our story in America. I mean, that's, yeah. that's you know, that's what God is doing. Yeah. And, and that doesn't then make you apathetic. You don't just say, well, you know, okay, then hands off. Yeah. No, you, it actually makes you lean in. Right. Yeah. You, right. you know, you know that you're you're in God's hands, and so you want to lean in. You want to lean on Him, and yeah. and you want to say, um, and and this is back to the, the. It looks like anarchy, but it's we're getting better. Point again, even if He meant it in a somewhat um, American, American exceptional, you know, yeah. humanistic yeah. kind of way. Um, I I thought of that, and I also thought, you know, that's a really that's a really masculine way to think too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, hold on. Hashtag me too. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm pushing back. Oh man! Um, yeah. And uh, but I'm, but I yeah. I mean we're we are in a you know the Statue of Liberty is crying age. Oh yeah, right. stop that. Oh man. Yeah. Right. Single I mean, tear. Full yeah. on like sentimentalism. Yeah. And um and this is this is what's I think this is what's um destroying so much of our culture, so much of our churches, so much of our families yeah. is that we are not men acting on principle. That's right. We're we're being we're being soft. We're being yeah. we have we have no backbone, mm-hmm. and we're being pulled around by sentimentality. I, I you know that hurts my feelings. Yeah, yeah. that's really sad. Yeah. And then you know then and so thousands and thousands of children are being deported. Yeah. Now, does that mean oh. that men should be heartless? Absolutely not. But we have to be men of principle in order to be men of heart. Oh man! Right? Be, become, yeah. If you care that's about right. children, become pro-life, and then we'll have the conversation. Right. That's right. right. That's what I'm yeah. 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 You yeah. care about children. You're, it's pure, especially sentimentalism yeah. when you're murdering millions of babies. Yeah. And you don't want to see the babies, but you right. want to show all the immigrant children that are leaving right. the country and everybody right. crying. But you don't want to show the dead baby that you just right. got done killing. Right. That's, yeah. Really? Did you see? Did you see Jimmy Kimmel? No. Is he crying J- again? Jimmy Kimmel? No, not quite. Oh, okay. Uh, it was close. What he did was he brought um some DACA. A DACA family in. Yeah. Husband was a legal, um, was a legal citizen. The wife was a DACA citizen, but now has to go through because Trump removed the executive order, has to go, has yeah. to finalize these loops now. Right. They have a baby. And then he brought in a bunch of Republicans who are pro Trump, want to get rid of DACA, want to deport everybody. And he yeah. had this conversation and Jimmy Kimmel's trying to sort through because all these Republicans are saying, Hey, we need to deport her. She's yeah. sitting there on the couch. We need yeah. to deport her. And, and, Kimmel is like, but they have a baby, right? Yeah, <laughs> they have, I'm so they glad. have a baby. I'm so glad we love and, and, kids. And, and, and one of those Republicans needs to say, and and what about all the unborn babies? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. exactly where they should have taken that. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. we, 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 we yeah. need to. Yeah, we need to hashtag that one. Since we love yeah. the kids so much, yeah. You know what yeah. about you know one of the things is that if if we really want to fix this, no one wants the real answer. The real answer is first, uh, repent first. Baptize your babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, repent and believe. Well, I guess you got to start. Before you have babies, yeah. you know, marry your wife. Marry her. Her. Yeah. A real her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that too. The one that God made. Her. Marry her. Commit it to her. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Raise your kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Seek to be a good steward over what God gives you. The don't practice theonomy in government until you can practice theonomy at home. Oh man! Right. Yeah, oh, all man. these theonomists out there talking about, oh, yeah. we need to do this. Hold on, yep. time out, homie. Yeah. Like, yep. what do you do when your kids break some of your neighbors? Right. What do you do when your kids steal? Uh, the, you know? Dude, I, so I was so, reading. I was reading. Let me interrupt you here. I was reading I don't have uh, C.S. Lewis's book Four Loves this week, and and this this quote has stuck with me all week. He said, "We have shouted the name of Christ and enacted the service of Molech." Mm. It's like yeah. that's that's what our country's done right, right now, and and which is which is our original sentimentalism, actually. Yeah. So our original sentimentalism is we say God, Jesus, Bible, right. and then we do whatever the hell we want to do. Oh that's right. man, that's right. right? Oh man, and, yeah. and and I and I don't mean that's that it. in a frivolous way at all. No, no, that's real. I, I mean right. we, we serve our own lusts. That's right. In the name of Jesus, so we say Jesus, God, Bible, Christian, love, all this stuff. And then we do what we want to do. And then we bow to Molech. Yeah, we, yeah and, and, right. and it's always a false god. It's always an idol. Right. But that's sentimentalism. Looking right. good on the outside. Sentimental, yeah. Sentimentalism, it, it appeals to this 
pious sounding, pious That's feeling right. thing, right. and then does whatever it wants to do on its own merits, right. rather than um, actually doing what Jesus says. That's right. Being people, men of principle. And faithful to that. Like, yeah. you know, look, okay, you you look like you're doing great, but you're at home watching porn. Mm. You you mm. you look like you're doing great, but when that girl walk around there with the short dress on, you want to make sure you get the extra look. Yep. You hitting the wrong pictures and liking them on Facebook. <laughs> you know, but you, but you, but you want to complain about DACA. Right. Right. It's right. your unfaithfulness that covenant right. obedience matters. Right. So okay, so after you get done fixing all that stuff and we get those things in the right, right. line, so we got we, principle. We, fix yourself. We're being men of principle. Men yeah. of principle. Indentured servitude. That's actually a real answer. To, to immigration. Y'all, y'all, to immigration. Y'all hear what I said? It. I don't have a problem with biblical indentured servitude is is the best so way. So de- define that real quick. Okay, what, so, do you, what do you mean? So what I mean by that, servitude. so um, I want to take that out of what people, the context of slavery that people are thinking yeah, of. Yeah, remove, okay? remove so slavery let, let me, from your mind me, right let now. Let me lay yeah. out. So a, fa- a person owns a property, have a piece of land, and they need help taking care of it. They need um, uh, resources. They need hands, whatever, whatever it is, taking care of the house, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Yep. It does, can be anything, not just land, business. And they say, you know what? We will take in uh, 10 people that we can train, that we will be responsible for, what they do good, what they do bad. We will teach them our customs. Yeah. We will teach them the language, and we'll teach them how um, we act amongst other forms of business. Yep. And we will put a time period for this to be how about seven years? So, hey, I like that. Where'd that come from? It's <laughs> from the Bible. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Anyway, yeah. so we're on the same wavelength. So yeah. a form of indentured servitude. So the, guess what? If you have somebody here that happens to go out and kill somebody else, guess what? Guess who's responsible for that? You are. The person who is responsible for teaching them yeah. how to live in the country. If somebody goes out and steals something or destroys somebody's property, who's okay. responsible? You are. Yeah. So then what does that make you do within righteous justice, right? Not beating somebody, but it makes you train. It makes you care about that person who is coming from outside. It makes you care because right. in one sense, they represent you and how much you commit to the system as well, right? And, and so you're, and you're talking about this is a solution I'm, to immigration. This is the, there is no better solution so to immigration. So why? Why is this the solution because, to our immigration? Because this is how God does things. But sketch that out practically. So, um, Someone, yeah. you know, we well, got, we got all one, these people coming over one. the border. Here's one. Okay. It, 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 it makes, it puts the impetus on the lowest common denominator yeah. and it makes it personal. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so it's yeah. so it's not instead some, of a federal government. Some, some, exactly. Like some yeah. of a guy comes across, comes over the border, instead of his his point of contact, his point of 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 responsibility being the state, the feds, you know, this faceless impersonal system and state, it's a real it's John it's and, you know, Betty Whoa! You know, well, Wilson. Why, why, why come? Why come? It can't be Tyrone and and Shaniqua. Shab- Shab- yeah. yeah, it is. It's them too. <laughs> we can't have no indentures. <laughs> uh, but no, really, it, it actually and and is a point of contact. And so, so you, you guys, we have a context a little bit for this. It's called internships. Like we sense. already, in sure. some sense, we already kind of have it's a little a, bit. A very low, you, low key. Right, well, you work for free for a company. You sign up for three months, whatever. Right. And they train you, they teach you. They're responsible for you. They're responsible for you. Oftentimes yeah. you get hired on afterwards yeah. Yeah. if right. you do a good job. Right. Well, and, and also, too, what it does is removes the government from having to pay so much money to secure oh, things, right? You're securing it. Yeah, right. You're, you're taking right. care of it. So, and, and so thinking about this, so right now the way immigration works, my understanding is, is that oftentimes someone who wants to come in has to be sponsored by somebody who's already in. This would be just another layer of that sponsoring. It's not not just a sponsor; it's a responsibility. That's what I'm saying. So, but so it's not just hey, I know them, but it would be you you could push that out then because there's like um, I I was listening to this, but there's like I think I don't remember. There's a certain number, like a certain number of thousand of um, employer um, immigration visas every year. Yeah, Um, but that's okay. But 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 I think you could spread it out even further, and you could give like you know families. Yeah. An opportunity if they wanted to, yep. they could have they could have an immigrant come over yep. and yep. work on the farm, work on the family business, sure. um, yeah. uh, be part of the family. I mean, you, there's ways of doing this, spreading this out to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot. Of, yeah, and there's ways that there's biblical forms of the sojourner, the sojourner actually being coming into the land and and uh, being there. You know, but it, then but then that, the the whoever takes responsibility for that has yeah. has a certain kind of responsibility for them to be learning the customs, following well, the law, and if they're not then that's the point at which um, that privilege is revoked. Yeah, th- this is actually yeah. the best form of hospitality. Mm. There isn't, mm. there, this is the best mm. form. If that's what we're supposed to be doing, being hospitable to our people who are right. coming from other nations, right. right? This is the best form of hospitality. The question then becomes then, 
can you take them in? Can you teach them? Can you be a good steward right. of what God's given you? And then let some of that rub off on them. And if you can't do that, then you can't engage this conversation either. Right. right. So then it puts a responsibility on you yeah. to be able to say, can I feed and, seven and, people? And, and on the flip side, it also puts a responsibility on, on the immigrant, the one who wants Absolutely. to immigrate. This is how we're going to do immigration. And so deportation yeah. would work is like this That's person helpful. is breaking yeah. the covenant that we have between each other and they're not doing what we've asked. Can you get them? Right, but so the, the government, the, the reason why the government doesn't like this is because they want us all to be indentured servants. Well, they want to be right? because yeah. the thing that they're doing is they want everybody to get a social security number. This they goes want back everybody to, to pay taxes. This goes back to Ben Kenslow's point that you know That's we right. went from you know a bunch of masses in white houses and southern plantations to one massa in a white <laughs> house in D.C. Oh That's man, right. I think That's he was right. quoting Thomas Sowell when he said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. The state wants to be God, yeah. wants to be the master, wants to be the Lord, wants to be Dad. Yeah. Um. And rather than pushing pushing it out and saying no, 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 I'm not God. I'm yes. not Dad. I'm not Father. Um. God is Father, and you all are the people, and you need to be responsible for the people that are in your communities. And we need to be practicing Man. more biblical form of immigration and practicing on how to make that right than practicing a secular form of biblical immigration that has been tried or given to us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's so, what we're always trying to do. That, is we, right. We're trying to get what God offers on our own terms. Yep. That's and that's right. idolatry. Oh, yep. man. Right? That's idolatry. Amen. But there's no other way to peace. There's no other way to reconciliation or harmony. There's only peace in the cross of Jesus. Yep. That's right. Right? So there's there's no other way. And so we need, to, we need to recognize that. We need to repent of that. We need to embrace the, the, the craziness of repentance. Amen. Yeah. You know, Amen. First and foremost, Amen. you repent and things, yes. things are going to fall yeah. apart when you repent. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesus is going to put them back together. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the God of the resurrection. Amen. Oh, come on. You just, mm, come on. Preach. That's great. Preacher. I even did that without my collar on. Uh, <laughs> that's why I didn't have the same sting and that's why you didn't get an organ. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Until next week, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, all of them. All of them. <laughs> Go fight, yeah. laugh and feast. This is Cross Politic. Cheers. Come back with a call. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs>